It is Thursday, February 24th, 2022. This is Baseball Today. I am Chris Rose. That is definitely not Trevor Plouffe. That is Jerry Blevins, 13-year major leaguer, but you already have your game uni on, I can see. I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking the Baseball Today sweatshirt, and uh, I just put my name above Trevor Plouffe. I'm not better than him, but on this, I am above him. Yeah. I actually would have put it right over his name. I would have made it disappear. And then people would be wondering, gosh, how do I get the sweatshirt where it says Rose and then a tape shot of Blevins? <laughs> That'd be a top seller. Yeah. Um, so you have been uh, the unquestioned star of the Blitzball battle for $10,000 presented to you by DraftKings. Everybody was talking about, oh, my God, it was so unfair that we're making Jerry Blevins that fireballer dial it back. How tough was it? Let people know. It, uh, it's, it was really difficult to dial it back um, because though things move so much, the blitz ball has just such crazy movement that anything that isn't like a normal arm speed is hard to repeat. And pitching, as you would know, is all about being able to repeat something. Um, and so when you dial it back to a certain level, it's like watching Shaq shoot free throws. It's uncomfortable because the arm doesn't want to move at that <laughs> speed. And so you you learn it and you you adapt because you know that's what you do but it was definitely a little bit more difficult than i thought it was but so much fun man yeah by the way that one pitch you threw to kmac that has been getting played over and over on our social media channels that was as nasty as it gets oh man that felt good that felt good it was uh yeah. you know everybody's like oh you're a tall lefty yeah randy johnson that's the era i grew up in and that is as close as i was ever going to get in my whole life to feeling <laughs> like randy johnson well, we will see you in the next round against the number one seed, Forgotten Rotten. So make sure you keep tuning in to oh, wait, our warehouse. Right. Yeah, there yeah, you go. We got a battle coming up. So I'm, uh, I'm going to, there we go. For those of you that are audio only, he took his uh, tape name and put it right over Ploof's. So That's right. So I, I was, you know, I'm, I love Trevor Ploof, but we're about to battle. So I'll, I'll, dis I'll disrespect him here. We look forward to that in the next round. In the meantime, today we are focusing on our previews with a stop in the American League Central. Won a year ago by the Chicago White Sox by a full 13 in games. In fact, they were the only team over 500 in that division. So I ask you, as it sits right now, and I know there's plenty of movement to be had once this lockout is over, are the White Sox the most complete roster in the American League? The simple answer is yes. I think that they are the most complete roster in the AL um, by a large margin so far. Mm. Um, you can't discount what the Rays are and how they do things. The Astros are always going to be competitive. The A's had a good team that they just are going to dismantle even farther. Um, you know, we thought their biggest competition in that division was the Twins and they fell apart. And so they're sitting alone. I love their rotation. They obviously lost Carlos Rodon. But I think they still have like the top end. They have pitching. Their bullpen is incredible. Their lineup is good. Uh, they are complete. Like just this a simple answer is they are the most complete team in the AL. I don't think there's a question about it, right? Uh, you mentioned that Rodon's probably going to end up moving on. Th this is Michael Kopech's chance to show that he can be the guy that they traded for in the Chris Sale deal. Uh, he's done a nice job out of the bullpen. I think he's wanted to be a starter for several years. I still think he has that mentality. And he's one of those guys that I look at and say can make a huge leap forward in 2022. The other thing <clears throat> you have to keep in mind, Eloy didn't play half the games. Luis Robert didn't play half the games. Robert is a guy that, 
my God, if he plays 150 games, who knows what he can end up doing for the year. So they are sitting pretty. Um, now, the bullpen is going to be interesting because I do think that they're going to trade Craig Kimbrell before the season. I think that's the reason they picked up his option. That was going to happen, particularly when they signed Kendall Graveman. I mean, that guy is just a monster over the last couple of years. So, you know, you have him and you have Liam Hendricks and you've got Bummer from the left side. I mean, they've got tremendous balance, you know, um, uh, crochet. Crochet is electric from the left side. Yeah. I, I, I really love you. You mentioned the Kendall Graveman signing. I love Kendall Graveman. I think he has learned who he is as a pitcher for the first time last year as a full-time bullpen guy. I think he is just unbelievable out of the bullpen. I love that. He won't be the, the, the closer because you have the best in the game uh, right behind him. And so he's going to have less pressure on him and they can move him into any slot. I think even if they do move um, Kimbrel, like you said, they're likely to do, I still think they have the best bullpen in the American league, mm -hmm. even without him. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, let's move on to the team whose uh, new lid I am wearing. That would be my Cleveland Guardians. Uh, in your opinion, are they one or two big bats away from maybe actually competing for the division crown? Um, no. Uh, I think they they just have too many question marks. Where, where are those two big bats going to fit? Is it where Bradley Zimmer plays? Because Bradley Zimmer, you know, was expected to be this huge power player you know, man of the future. I like him as a player. He's just not who they thought he was going to be. He's 29. I don't see him developing into that. Um, and then, you know, he could, they could put a bat at first base. Um, I think that would be a spot, but you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to lose a development on a young guy. So I think, I don't think they have the pitching. The starting pitching is solid. I love Tristan McKenzie. Shane Bieber is one of the best in the game. Um, Savali. Uh, or who else? Who else is the, in that rotation? Plesac and uh, Cal Quantrill had an Quantrill made a huge leap for what a trade, yep. by the way. What a trade for the Indians to get. They got Naylor, who was exciting when he showed up last year, right. um, and Austin Hedges, who is a great defensive catcher. So I think they do need two big bats to compete, but I don't think they, with two big bats, that they compete with the White Sox. No, I, I'm a Guardians fan, I'm a lifelong one. Uh, I will be rooting for them with all my might, as always. This offense, if you look at it, I mean, you're a pitcher. It's Jose Ramirez. It's Fran Mil Reyes, if he can run into one. And Ahmed Rosario had a solid season a year ago. He's he's okay. Yeah. Other than that, there are question marks all over the diamond. They've got two veteran catchers that aren't known for their sticks. Bobby Bradley did some decent things at first base. They've got a gaping hole at second. In the outfield, it's Miles Straw and who else, right? We don't know if Naylor's going to be ready for this season. We just there's way too many question marks for this team. The only uh, good thing, go ahead. I Sorry. would say, is that the starting pitching is that nobody threw 150 innings a year ago. So if somehow they're able to keep Bieber, Savali, and Plesac healthy, unlike they were able to do, and if Quantrill continues to develop, and McKenzie, who has shown flashes of dominance at times, if they are all humming at the same time, they're going to keep the team in games, but it's a lot of pressure to win games three, two, you know, that there's, there's just too many question marks that they're statistically bound to not come through. I, I wouldn't sleep on Andres Jimenez. I know, I don't know him personally, but I know that a lot of people in the Mets organization were super sad to see him go yeah. because they really believe in who he is, especially from the glove side. Um, 
you guys have a, a center fielder coming up named Stephen Kwan, who I love as a prospect. His style of baseball, I think he might play this year. I think he might get a significant amount of playing time. He's like a um, a contact guy, a throwback, one of these guys that just refuses to strike out. An I'm, not, exciting... I'm not familiar with what you're speaking. Uh, yeah, right. Contact guy. I yes, he's a contact guy. He he's like a like a, a style of baseball that's gritty and dirty. You will not strike me out. You will. I will put pressure on the defense. And in today's game, with the balls the way they are and the velocities, you don't need to swing for a home run all the time. You can run into some things. And so, if you can get some big power bats and uh, exciting guys like Quan to come in and just get on base and clog things up, you can do some damage in this division. We'll see. I still think I think it's the White Sox by a ton, certainly over the Guardians. I, I but we'll see. But let's move on to what might be the most interesting team in 2022, the Detroit Tigers. They signed, signed Javi Baez, uh, Erod. They traded for Tucker Barnhart. Uh, they had had an interest in Carlos Correa and still may. You never know. Are they close enough to a playoff spot, in your opinion, to keep spending and adding talent? Uh, no, but they have to. You know, they've already made some big moves, so they're either going to. Well, Jerry, they don't have to. They've got a great farm system with some kids. Like, their pitching is graduated, right? Mize yeah, is here. Correct. Manning is here. Scooball's here. Those guys are in the rotation. So if they feel confident there, and they've got Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green, who you got to imagine are going to make an impression at some point this year, particularly Green, because they don't have a great outfield. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if, if that's the case where they don't have to spend, then this isn't their year. They're, they're looking for two, three years in the, in the future for the development of those players. They have a Miguel Cabrera problem right now. You know what I mean? He's, he's I don't want to say that because he's a Hall of Famer. He's the best right-handed hitter I've ever faced. You know, I didn't get to see Pujols in his prime, but watching, you know, what Miguel Cabrera did on a regular basis it was special, but he is not a everyday player anymore he's he's can still teach he could still play he could still do damage but you at the loss of a development of one of those a riley greens type player you're gonna he's gonna chew up at bats for somebody and so it, it'll be interesting to see where they go they're definitely intriguing as you said if they're pitching you know they kind of need michael fulmer to compete if Michael Fulmer can touch back onto that form he had when he first came over as a starter, if he can at least get into that rotation, I'm not sure where it is, but I don't see them pushing. Yeah. I, I don't see that happening. I think he has ah. become a bullpen guy, to be honest with you. Um, so if I were them and I would say, listen, if I want to spend a little bit more money, Michael Conforto's a guy that could take an outfield spot. You let Riley, Riley Green have center. You figure out the rest of it. If you're looking for like a, a middle to back end one year vet, you know, like a Tyler Anderson, I don't know if Cueto would have any interest in going there or not at this point of his career, or if they would have any interest in him. I still think they need somebody between Erod and all those kids, you know, cause that you're asking a lot out of those guys. And, you know, Casey Mize made 30 starts for him last year. All those guys yeah. got ample opportunity. It's just, do you want that all coming up at the same time. I don't know. I, I agree. So you, you're going to need a pincher. I love Johnny Cueto. I haven't thought about that yet. Johnny Cueto would be a great fit. I think he would love to go play there. 
super smart. He would help in the development of those young starters so mm-hmm. much because he just loves talking pitching. And then Michael Conforto in that outfield, like it just gave me chills a little bit to watch him spray the ball to left. Um, and it, it, the, another question is, is Badu who he looked like he was, you know, right. Who knows? He, he looked like an amazing player, uh, but the league makes adjustments. We'll see. They still have Robbie Grossman there, just a solid big league ball player. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be exciting to watch. I'll tell you that. All right, uh, let's move on to Kansas City. And is the entire season focused on can Bobby Witt Jr. save our franchise there, or is there something else? I, I would rather say uh, I hope is it is Salvador Perez as exciting this year to watch as he was last year because they're they're not going to compete. I hope they don't put that kind of pressure on Bobby Witt Jr. He's it's just not fair to do to a, a young prospect in in any sense. Um, and, <laughs> and Sally Perez is still you know, the face of the franchise. So uh, it's interesting. Have you ever played with a guy who was that highly thought of coming out of the minor leagues? Not really. Not, not to that point. Like I came over to the nationals when, when Harper was like early in earlier in his career, he was, it was 14. So he won the MVP in 15. I've never seen somebody come up and the entire franchise and fan base are relying on this guy. I've never seen it happen. Um, so I, I, I don't know the weight of that, of what he's carrying. Uh, it's a big deal. I've, I've never seen it like that before. I'm curious to see, because, you know, his dad pitched well over a decade in the majors, how much that's going to help him. Because, you know, you can bounce stuff off of your old man. That's, that's a huge, huge help. And you just hear so many great things about him. I had Whit Merrifield on the Chris Rose rotation during the offseason. I was like, so what's the deal? He said that uh, Rusty Koontz, who's their their famous first base coach, uh, I've got my my Rusty great great head of hair on that guy right here. Here it is on the <laughs> bobblehead. Um, he's compared him to Ken Griffey Jr. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite player of all time. If that's a comparison, a, a legit Rusty Koontz comparing, that's amazing. I, I'm excited to watch him. I just you know you're going to have to build around him. You've got a lot of holes. Um, he can show up and, and be King Griffey Jr. And they can still be a terrible baseball team. Well, if you look at their starting rotation, Singer, Bubich, Keller, Lynch. I mean, guys are getting their shot. And that, that's what I always like about opportunities like this. But if you're the Royals, it feels like you're going to have to score seven runs a game to win. I agree. So this is, this is where we're at. So the, when I came up with the A's and like, 7-0-7-0-8-0-9, we were terrible. And that allowed some of those young guys to develop and get beat up a little bit, but know that they're going to be in the big leagues. Whereas, you know, watching the guys come up when I was with the Mets, we need to win now. So we're trying to win a World Series. So if you're a young guy coming up, you don't get those long extended stays if you're not performing. So you get beat down a little bit. And so the development with the Royals can be great um, because they're going to, they're going to see what it's like to be an everyday big leaguer right. to ride that long season out. But, but Bobby Wood Jr. can save them, but not this year. So, yeah, I guess the, the big questions are, one is, can Bobby Witt Jr. develop into what everybody thinks Bobby Witt Jr. will be? Number two is, will Salvi Perez duplicate? And number three is, is this the year that Whit Merrifield finally gets traded? I think those yeah. are the big three questions if you're in Kansas City. Finally, let's uh, wrap it up with the Minnesota Twins who are arguably the most disappointing team in the American League a season ago. Is that merely a misstep 
or are they really heading down the escalator for a while? Uh, barring an injury bug, I think it was just a misstep. I think they're going to be competitive. I still think the White Sox are head and shoulders above them on a complete level, but their offense is incredible. They're Mitch Garver. You got, you know, Miguel Sano. I love the addition of Josh Donaldson, um, but he's, you know, getting a little bit older. So they're going to be, a, they're going to have to rely on some bats again to win because they just don't have the pitching to keep up. They just don't. It's simple. If they, if they go out and get a Carlos Rodon and maybe a Johnny Cueto, like a, they, their window is short with these guys, Byron Buxton finally ascended to his levels. And so I just don't, I don't see them competing with the white Sox, but I see them being much better than they were last year. It's an oddly constructed team. And I am, Really, really worried. Much like I just said, the Kansas City Royals are going to have to score seven runs a game. It's the same sort of deal here. Uh, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Griffin Jacks, like. Those aren't the top end rotation names that you're going to see in a World Series no. competitive team. No. And, no. and the Twins know that. So I think that they're going, I think they're going to be really fascinating the first three months of the season whenever this does start. Because they're going to have some guys that teams are going to want to pluck away in a trade. It's that simple. I mean, they've got they've got plus offensive players at more than half of their positions, right? You mentioned Sano, uh, Polanco. Polanco. We know great. about Buxton. Max Kepler is interesting. Uh, Donaldson. You know, Mitch Garver. Can he get back to what we saw a few years ago, where he hit like nearly thirty bombs? I don't know if he can get that far back, but we'll see. So they've got a lot of intriguing players that would probably bring them back nice things in return if they get off to a slow start. So I guess that's kind of, I want to see where they are. after. Yeah, I think that's it. Their, their whole season is going to be, are we pushing for the division? And if not, where can we ship off those parts and, and get some, get some new young players. So. All right. Last one. Uh, we saw on social media, there was a tweet out there of Salvador Perez throwing <laughs> ink on somebody. I'm not talking about like taking a bottle of ink and dump like tattooing someone. Would you ever let a teammate tattoo you? No, no, not even close. So I don't have any tattoos, but I love tattoos. Oh. So I have an addictive personality. So if I had any tattoos, I would have my whole body covered. So I just haven't, really? I haven't opened that Pandora's box because I love like the neck tat, the hands. I actually think it's awesome. A guy from your neck of the woods, I sat next to at a Knicks game, um, Cody Garbrandt, the UFC fighter. He's a, he's a Youngstown guy. Um, I love his tattoos. He's got all these neck tattoos. Uh, they look awesome. And he looks good in a suit. I'm not tough enough to pull that look off. So I'm not going to open that up. And I'm definitely not going to let one of my teammates who doesn't do that for a living touch me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not an ink guy either. I don't have any. Uh, my oldest son has got seven of them, believe it or not. Um, and he goes to some high end dude. I was like, well, you better pay for it because <laughs> Papa, mom and Papa ain't open a biggie bank for that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, I'm always fascinated on the stories. You know, it's interesting. Uh, when I work with Rob Dibble at the best damn sports show period, everybody always saw me. He had the sleeves of the tattoos. He didn't get one until he was 29. He said, and then I just couldn't stop. That's me. That's why I don't have any. Uh. I love like the, the, my favorite, like one of my favorite shows is, um, Ink Master. 
Mm-hmm. The like competition show. I love that, man. I love the artwork. And I my favorite type of tattoos are like the sleeves, the full like Japanese style. And so if I got one, I would have my whole body covered. And so just like Rob Dibble, I'm 38 now. Um, it's a little late in the game for me to just change never my <laughs> never too late. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I did grow the hair out. Um, I think that might be as much of a mid midlife crisis as you see from me. You don't have a Porsche, do you? I don't. I don't. Okay. Well, there's still room to grow there then. That's true. I could do that. I might have to get, you know, a sports car. I'm too long to sit and, you know, drag my butt on the ground and fall into my car. How tall are you? What's that? How tall are you? Six, 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 six. six. My gosh. Unbelievable. All all limbs like a spider getting out of a car. Hey, what do you have coming up on John Boy Media? We have another episode of Shea Station out. Well, we just did one um, and we got one next week. So Shea Station and then stick around for for the, the blitz ball battle yeah. between us and and forgotten rotten Trevor Plouffe. I'm coming for you, buddy. I love it. I love it. Uh, there's still the latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Trevor May that is out there for your public consumption. Uh, once again, tonight, it's uh, the final first round game, I believe, of the Blitzball battle for $10,000. So make sure you check that out as well on our warehouse channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe because two lucky new subscribers will each get $1,000. And also two other ones will get a Blitzball set. So make sure you're tuning into that. It's been getting great traction. People really seem to enjoy it. And I can just tell you the tournament continues to get better as we move on Agreed. past the first round. So. Uh, and then I'm also interviewing Tucker Barnhart. We just did a preview of the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers' new catcher will be joining me. Uh, that episode will drop on Monday, so we're going to record that today. Looking really forward to it. He's super excited about it. I've been going back and forth with him on on text, and he's he's like, dude, I'm super – I can't wait to get this. Good. Well, he, yeah. he, it's a good platform for him, and, and uh, he can he can argue on behalf of the Tigers and see if we're, we're overlooking him a little bit. Yeah, Possibly. Maybe I, we'll have to reshoot this and change our answers tomorrow based on what he says. Oh, I love catchers. You know, as a pitcher, they're my favorite people on earth. The the things yeah. that they do for us. So um, I'm all I'm a big Tucker Barnhart fan. I cannot wait to ask him about quirky left-handed relievers. <laughs> uh, he's got to have at least a small affinity for us. We're weirdos, and and they got to love it. <laughs> uh, Jerry, did you have fun, man? You did a great job. Thanks. I did have a ton of fun. This is uh, uh, always when I'm I'm with such a pro i i'm i get a little nervous before yeah. we start but i, I got into it it was a it was a blast pro i'm just a dude i know That's you all. are but but you're also it's just like saying you know jacob de is just a pitcher you know what i mean you do your thing you do it well you're too kind yeah that was very sweet yeah. well, listen a uh, special shout out to our uh, one and only producer dan rourke who i think is not uh based on the way he looked today pop your head in here dan Real yeah, quick. let's see that that beautiful head of hair of yours, the Rusty Coon style. That is the no shower, Rourke. Yeah, it? well, right. you scheduled the show an hour earlier today, so I had to, you know, make. Are it you in? Are you in the Bronx? Nah, Hoboken. Hoboken. Okay, all right. No, no, don't give away. Don't give out your address. You'll have people lining up at your door, Rourke, true. before you true, know true. it. True. All right. right. Well, good, there Dan. he is. Go back to bed, dude. Uh, <laughs> great job to Dan Rourke, Jerry Blevins. Thank you very much for joining us today, Trevor Plouffe. We think. We'll be back on Tuesday, but you'll have to tune in to find out when we wrap up our journey around all six divisions with a stop in the American League West. Jerry, thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. Great job today. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You got it. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to baseball today. We will see you next time.